The Bible Study Podcast, episode 515. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Samuel 17. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to talk about a story in 1 Samuel 17 that I think you may be familiar with. This is the story of David and Goliath. And I'm not talking about the TV show that was made with Claymation they used to show on Saturday mornings, David and Goliath. Now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Succoth in Judah. They pitched their camp at Ephes Damim between Succoth and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle lines to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley between them. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, wearing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves, and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod, and its point weighed 600 shekels. His shield-bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of an Ephrathite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was very old. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shammah. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For forty days the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock in care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out, as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines, facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and asked his brothers how they were. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled with him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his family from taxes in Israel. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is the uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. 
When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here, and with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? He turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God." The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So we have this situation here. And again, this is a very well-known story that the two armies are not actually fighting. They are sitting there waiting. And it was not uncommon in those days for there to be a battle of champions first. Now, Goliath is saying, hey, why don't we just do a battle of champions and then we'll just live by the outcome. And of course, everyone is afraid. And they're afraid because he is quite large. He is about nine feet, nine inches, according to what the number of cubits converted into inches and feet would be. So tall, and that his spear is about 125 pounds or so. His spear hit about 15 pounds. So people are just terrified of this guy. Now, the interesting thing, did you notice that when he comes out, he refers to the people opposite him, the Israelites, as the armies of Israel or the armies of Saul? Are not you the servants of Saul? When David comes, and sees this Philistine who is calling out the people and saying these things against them, he refers to the armies as the armies of the living God. So David has a different point of view. So that's one thing that's interesting. The other thing that's interesting is this is an odd story because it introduces David as if we hadn't just met him last chapter. Now, The books of Kings and the books of Chronicles are obviously compilations. They're not written by one author in one time, or at least they're if or at least they were relying on the works of other authors because they take place over about a five hundred year period. There is no author who lives that long. And so they rely on different stories from different times. And so this looks like two different stories were collected, put one in one chapter and one in the next, almost as two different origin stories of the relationship between David and Saul, as we'll see by the time we get to the end of this chapter. Because in the last chapter, we get David, who is anointed as king, and then becomes a servant of Saul, playing music when this spirit is troubling him. And in this chapter, we're not going to know who David is. And we have to introduce him as he's the son, the youngest son of Jesse, which we just introduced him as last chapter. So it's as if these two came from two different chroniclers. And one wonders if they're in the right order. But in any case, this is the story that we have. And David comes and he hears this and he says, I'll fight them. And his oldest brother thinks he is being a braggart. It's interesting because 
In the last chapter, we had the reason why God anoints David is that he has a different heart. He rejects the oldest brother and the brother after that and the brother after that and all of the older brothers because they don't have the same heart. As David's brother looks at him, he says, you're a braggart. I know your heart. You're just coming down here to see the battle. And he does not recognize the same characteristics in his brother that God does. And we don't know if this is coming from jealousy because of what just happened in the last chapter. If these are in the right order, you certainly have to wonder if the older brothers are reacting to David in the same way that the older brothers reacted to Joseph in the story of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in the book of Genesis. A Technicolor is actually only in the musical, not in the book, but I like the book version better. But in any case, David says, I know I'm a young man, but God has been with me with the, against the bear. God has been with me against the lion. I will fight this guy. So it goes on and it says, Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. One of the things you have to like about David, this young man here, is that he knows who he is and he knows who he isn't. He has confidence because he you know, is willing to fight this one that everybody else is afraid of. He has confidence not necessarily in, in himself but also in God. But he also knows he's not a mighty warrior. He's a shepherd boy. And the tools of a shepherd boy are not the sword and the shield and the armor and the helmet, they will be the tools of David as he becomes a mighty warrior. But for now, he's a shepherd boy. And he goes out there with a stick and a sling and a shepherd's bag. He knows who he is and he knows who he isn't. He doesn't try to face the obstacle as something he is not. He puts five stones in the bag and goes out. He gets five shots, best case. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield-bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those who gather here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. This is what God saw in David. David understands whose battle this is. 
if you think of the battles that Israel has fought to this time, when they, when God is with them, they win. When God has abandoned them because they have abandoned God, they lose. And David knows that. David has read his scriptures. It's easier to read at that time. There are fewer of them. It is shorter. And it says, As the Philistine moved closer to attack, David quickly ran toward the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran over and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword, drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sha'araim road to Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem. He put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner, whose son is that young man? Abner replied, as surely as you live, your majesty, I don't know. The king said, find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. Whose son are you, young man? Saul asked him. David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. And then we get the first or the second meeting of Saul and David. You wonder, when Saul is watching this young man go out, one, it's interesting that he sends him out at all, because it's not clear that he has all that much confidence in him. And remember, the deal was, or at least the deal that Goliath is proposing is, if I beat your champion, then you all serve us. And so there's some risk involved. And of course... That was If that was the deal, then the Philistines didn't need to run away. They just needed to serve the Israelites. But that isn't what happened. And if he's asking whose young man is this, I'm wondering if he's wondering where to send a card, you know, after this young man gets killed. It's not clear what his expectations are at this point. David's expectations are very clear that God will triumph. It's not clear what Saul's expectations are. But Saul knows David's name now. And remember that before David did this, he heard the men talking about what would the reward be for the one who did it. Keep that in mind for next week. And with that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.